0: Welcome, uh, everyone, to another episode of uh, the pod- podcast uh, that we are working on, AVES, a uh, podcast that has been designed to talk about technology for the AEC industry. Uh, trying to share with uh, all of the people out there that is is trying to figure out what's the new path or the new changes that are coming to the industry. And um, today we have uh, uh, another guest, uh, Mayor Mystery. Uh, he's based on on uh, Illinois in the United States at the moment. And uh, welcome, thanks thanks for uh, being here with us today, Mayor. And uh, we are looking forward to to have a really nice talk about uh, generative design and and artificial intelligence uh, for the for the new new era of the AEC industry.
1: Yep thanks a lot samuel and for the invite and i'm I, i'm grateful for this opportunity to share my thoughts and this is a topic i deeply resonate with so i'm i'm excited for this
0: that's nice so um, why why don't we why don't we start with, uh, to uh, to listen like uh, some of your experience where are you starting at the moment Uh, why is the the reason that you are familiar with these technologies now, Generative Design and and Artificial Intelligence for the AEC?
1: Yeah, sure. So, like, I started exploring with um, machine learning last July in a conference called Digital Futures, where we were using style transfer for uh, experimenting with different building texture and uh, how can we use inspiration from art field or any other field and apply it in architecture and that's where i realized that okay there are so many new ways of design and which artificial intelligence can help us or open up new ways of creativity if we go deeper into those algorithms and then i started learning more about machine learning and how the generative part of machine learning can help us in design
0: that's nice. It's, it's definitely a topic that is, uh, it's well. I will say that it's new in terms for architecture and construction, uh, even if it's already been out for other industries. And uh, but nowadays, like um, I think everyone is figuring out how to use data, how to be able to manipulate data. And yeah, as as people say, you know, data is going to be more valuable than even than petrol or any material like that. So. I think machine learning generative design are definitely ways that you can use data to create new new process right
1: correct yeah like data is the new oil as they say <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah so so before we start before we go to the questions um, let's let's uh, all have in our mind that uh, these new technologies are are evolving uh, are just starting to have some sort of impact in the AEC industry at the moment. There's still a lot of uh, potential. I uh, I think we both believe that major data to, to be done in these technologies uh, for the future. And today we wanna have this discussion on, on, on why do we are trying to use and implement these technologies, right? So, so... What is the importance, Mayu? What, what, what is the importance of paying attention to the new technologies that are coming for the industry?
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, it's really uh, important that we keep up with the society, uh, society technological progress and how mm-hmm. we adopt it. So, like a simple analogy is like you can currently use a smartphone or you can just use an old phone where you can just call and do minimal work so it's about like if if you're using new technology it opens up ways for you to experiment and to be be more productive or be more creative so it's even if you have the old means uh, you can survive but it's you you might miss out on some, miss out on some new opportunities which uh, opens a pathway through this uh, technolo- technological implementation and okay. uh, and going back like uh, I think uh, I, I would like to clarify why data will become more and more crucial. So right now, to be honest, like artificial intelligence, machine learning has now become a marketing tool for many businesses. Where you mention AIML, you get more research funding, you get more funding for your business. And yeah. like these algorithms are run on data. So that's why in order for a successful implementation, you need data relevant to your problem. So like uh, to, to conclude, I think uh, being adaptive to this technology uh, will not only like help us to be um, more productive in our fo- workflow. So I believe like your day to day work of modeling, rendering, designing can be much more faster and productive with this new technologies. And okay. yeah, I, so adapt would be one word for that answer.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a way that uh it's it's well it's just like coming to the to the ground, you know, to the game. So I think it's really interesting how we're gonna start like um not just leading, but also sharing this new new way of uh attacking like or like aborting like a problem when we talk about construction, when we talk about architecture, like normally the traditional process it's just like uh too, like many meetings many people involved which that's great but i think now with the the information with the data we will be able to to go even faster in terms of of speed not just like um just like modeling like now nowadays like well back in the day parametric modeling was just making things really fast helping people to just model things in in a few seconds well if you do that in a manual process it will take ages (laughs) and uh and with the generic design, with the artificial intelligence coming to the game, basically, it's just like a few clicks and you have a model. No? And uh, but but I think that's the, the, the tricky part is how we're going to start like using all of all of this, you know, how know, knowing as well the boundaries and the limitations that uh, we have by using technologies. Not that it's uh, I don't I, I don't believe that it has boundaries itself exactly, but I will say that you have to learn and you have to know how to use the technology so you don't feel the limitations of it. You know, uh, I think that's um, that's a really tricky part. I don't know how you see this.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's a really good point uh, you, you raised that it's not only about deploying this technology, but also understanding how it works can uh, help us uh, to use a true potential. Uh, For Mm. example, simple, like you can use a mobile phone to capture a photo. But if you know how editing works, how like on the back, like filter, and if you experiment with that data, you can take your photo to next level. So similarly, like in those machine learning algorithms, uh, uh, you can use ready to uh, deploy GANs or image uh, processing algorithms. But if you know like which parameter can be tweaked to produce results to my problem, i think that uh, can really help us uh, solve our problem efficiently
0: yeah for sure like uh, i to solve problems i think and especially on on our on our time like uh, we are building uh, bigger in terms of scale like not not only the size of the buildings but the cities are are, are growing all over the world so i think it's really nice to have technology that helps us to be able to have the capacity to grow uh, with more like conscious of what we are doing instead of just growing by growing because, you know, back in the days, at least in Mexico, where, where I'm from, uh, cities just started growing without any proper planning. Uh, they they didn't did any proper studies on how to grow, how to protect areas. And now that they are figuring out that they have all these problems, they want to fix the problem, but because the problem already exists, instead of having the conscious and the time to to be able to think, analyze, and process all the information to to avoid all these kind of problems that a city can 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 have, you know, and and I think that's also involved with the quality of life that uh, you will provide to the citizens itself. So it's just it's just lovely to have these new technologies coming to the to the AC, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, and like just to like uh, add some point on that. So I think it's, it's it's really good that you mentioned the complex phenomena of a city. So like right now, like the industry is moving from software 1.0 to software 2.0. So software 1.0 yeah. is like uh, writing rules that if this happens, this will uh, take place, like set of rules in a program or a software so imagine like mm. if you want to make a city policy you make okay let's reduce uh, increase the tax on vehicles then it will reduce the usage of uh, vehicles and sustain mode system but software 2.0 is using past data to uh, mm. to make rules so imagine like as in Mexico it's growing rapidly and organically what cities in the past have faced similar problem what can we learn from those mm. e- extracting those rules and maybe the new policies derive using that data, not just rules.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, totally like uh, rules and logics in, in programming processes are, are super important. I mean, at the end of the day it's just logics and set of rules when you are programming a task. And in the same way that um, in my experience, I used to think that oh, like it, uh, when I was learning, I didn't understand like how does a rule will help me to have freedom on my design or how does a uh, logic will help me to be able to expand because you are putting like a, a set of rules you know and set of rules are to control stuff normally but when you when you learn how to to do them and how to use them like you 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 understand the value of having rules to create and these rules allow you to just create like in a in a way that uh it's basically impossible to even create like that uh, just by just by creatively without and with all the intuition you have, probably you won't you won't get to the result you know that you will get with the with the set of rules that you get out in the computer. So that's that's also something that I really like about uh, these new technologies. You never know ex you cannot expect uh, to see a, a result in a way that you imagine because the computer is processing so much more information that you can. And these these new results, these new solutions that you get from from technology are just amazing, you know.
1: I see and uh, like, yeah, uh, so, just, uh,
0: uh-huh. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, 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 please.
1: Uh, I just wanted to mention like uh, the the point of constraint is quite important because in, in the generative design, So because I can generate like hundreds mm-hmm. of design, but if it doesn't meet the problem, doesn't meet the client that generative design has no value. But if I can generate five design with all the constraint that generative design has much more value because it's pr- is the optimum solution we can deploy for that problem.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Like you, you have a, an amazing point there because uh, I think also machine learning, generic design, are technologies that uh, people and everyone that it's interesting knowing more about these, they, they have to be conscious that these technologies are, are coming to solve us, uh, a problem. So you have to really identify what's the problem you have. What, what is the behavior you are expecting? Because at the end of the day, maybe you, you, won't, you won't imagine the, the result of, it, of, of the process. But what you know in this kind of operations is, is that you have a problem. And what you have to think is, okay, what, what, what's, what's the thing that I, I need to solve? And if you know how to translate that, if you know how to attack that, uh, if you know how to collect the data that you need to create these uh, operations, that's where the value comes. Because uh, just having data by having data doesn't really help. You know, that's where data science comes and, and also interacts with us. And it's just lovely the things that uh, we are creating nowadays. So this comes with, uh, with another question that uh, I have for you today, Major, that uh, how, how does artificial intel- intelligence will affect AC industry?
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, a lot of uh, things I foresee is, uh, the tedious task will be automated. So, uh, like one experience I had in the past that whenever a safety manager visit the site, all the workers will wear their equipments, and when that person leaves, everyone goes back to normal, and then incident happen on site. But I think like using machine learning, I can easily train a model that take all the photos where the pe- people are wearing head approve it people are not wearing head uh okay. do an alarm so i think like those kind of models uh deployed on site with a simple camera can uh also become more productive and safe for ac world another thing uh, i can foresee is like uh efficiency and productivity in planning stage so uh, artificial intelligence are and like machine learning models are really good in transforming complex phenomena and predicting a solution so it's really difficult to like uh, prepare a construction plan and uh, like following it strictly because there would be unknown events happen during the construction mm-hmm. stage and things will change so using this uh, i can simulate a uh, models that if this this thing goes wrong what with the what will be the best action a construction manager can take so that uh, that person can reduce the uh, uh, cost or finish the project on time so uh, an example i would like to that alpha go which was like a a really out of the box um, reinforcement learning model there are more more atoms in universe than the possibilities of using are modeling a game of alpha like a game of go so they managed to use machine learning to solve that problem and they beat the best co-champion in the world in 2016 so yeah. those all possibilities were being predicted so the machine knows that what will human do in next step and what should i do so that i win the game efficiently so we can deploy similar logic in construction that, okay, if there is heavy rain flood, what would be the next best action I can do to make the project uh, better? And and lastly, I think the designer's role would be changed to like a more of a curator role. So instead of uh, me writing algorithm from start to end for a generative design, my uh, approach might be like, what are some amazing or out-of-the-box algorithms out there in the market and what kind yeah. of problem they are solving. How can I integrate one of those algorithms and make my design and solve my problem? So it's kind of a curator of data yeah. set, curator of algorithms uh, that uh, help me achieve my end product.
0: No, and that's that, that, that last point that you had uh, talking there is really amazing because uh, nowadays, I think like uh, us as designers, as architects, uh, We are using technology, and we are using codes from other industries, you know. Because we are, we still, you all know that AEC is the industry that was left behind uh, in this process. And nowadays, well, today we are trying to move to that field. We are trying to bring all these programming uh, technology to to the game, and um, it's we are we are living this kind of um, of change of mindset while. I still have friends, for example, that uh, went to university with me. That they 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 work the way they, they they learn in university, and that's totally okay. I mean, that's that's what they have. But uh, uh, the people that has decided to move to this part of the technology that is coming, we are looking at these uh, brilliant ways of use the the, the information and right now that you are sharing, like using the smart algorithms that's that's something that is already kind of happening already in our in our field because i don't know any programmer that haven't go out there to the google and just copy up lines of code to use and implement in their systems you know and i think it's, we are we are looking at the at the beginning of it and definitely in the future we will see specific algorithms and, be, and are going to be easier to also uh, to use and manipulate because i think everyone is right now like uh, working on on codes and and algorithms and i think the the community is actually uh, really helping each other you know because I, uh, technology is, is kind of like a give is it's giving birth by the use of internet rather than the use of a school just or just a university you know just nowadays it's just people they just putting stuff out and i think it's it's just a, we are looking at the face stage of it
1: yeah right now like everything is accessible like anyone can yeah. do whole computer science or machine learning just from youtube videos
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's and that's amazing no you know for for people that are, uh, you know like uh, one one of the things that I love about internet also is that maybe some people folks don't, they don't have access to to travel around to go to the best universities and stuff like that, but they still have a if they are interested, they this this is a way to go for it. You know, there's uh, uh, there's definitely people that are sharing, and that's why we are trying to to come here. And another thing that I I think that I, I really like about uh, your answer is how how we're gonna. Use models for construction. I think that's something that uh, I, I totally agree that it, if you if you don't use the technology to actually go and build, like because that's AEC at the end of the day, construction is the last part of it. You know, we have architecture, engineering, and construction, and if we are not using this technology to be helpful for construction. Uh, we are missing a really, really big part of the of the technology there. You know, we are basically not using it. <laughs> I will say it like that. And uh, and robots, robots looks like amazing. Like I think that's going to be another really big part in, in the future. And it's happening. Right. But uh, I'm, I'm really I'm really intrigued about this one. Like how how to a, a robot will will help us in the future.
1: Yeah. Have you like looked at the Boston Dynamics robots where the robots are dancing and yeah. connecting with? They are deploying it in construction site, where like robots can now understand how to move around spaces, how to capture data in a building, do site mm-hmm. inspection, like without like uh, someone else controlling it. So.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. I didn't. I haven't seen this yet. Yeah, I must must take a look to it. Yeah, they're going to definitely make things easier for us, you know, especially because construction is where we have the accidents, just like you were saying, you know, and well, like not because we don't like the robot, but the robot is not alive itself. <laughs> so it, it will be nice to to have this kind of collaboration where at the end of the day is not to, to take away the job of people, but we just want to make the things easier and faster for everyone, you know. Uh, that's, that's something that, uh, I think we have to be really responsible also with the environment and on how, how does, um, I mean, a building will be, will be just stand up there in know in the position for, uh, 200 years, who knows, you know, while while we cannot spend like that time just building, like, uh, some, some buildings still takes like six years, stuff like that to, to be done. And, uh, We'll see. I think, I think we're going to start like looking at things like going up in two months. <laughs> you know? uh, anything else you want to share us before we go to the next question? Uh, Mayur, for this one, for AI and ACB affecting by it?
1: I think uh, since uh, uh, this is like a age of big data, uh, I haven't like uh, seen like use of sensors Uh, data which is like thermostat or lighting sensors in in buildings and using that data for designing like instead of like doing simulations that what would be ideal opening or window size how can we use this data when people are evaluating that okay i have been to this many buildings this building had good daylighting and good sensory experience and maybe extracting that data and using that data for future design that people really like or enjoy this kind of spaces.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great point. I, I was I was in a conference uh, a few months ago, I think like uh, around the summer of last year actually, and there was uh, this this uh, conference when where this a person actually like uh, collecting data from active uh, movement in a house, you know. Uh, so he was collecting the data for these kind of uh, operations and to just to start like creating a, a, basically a database where he will, will in the future, it's supposed to to be used to actually use it to, uh, to study the, the design of the spaces and improve the the space for based on this on this information, you know. And but yeah, it's tricky because uh, not everyone is having sensors in their houses and uh uh, as well like it's a new it's a new technology that is coming to the game, and uh I think that's where the tricky part comes where you have to really know what kind of data do you need to and a specific for a specific process and how will you actually uh, merge the the information that you have from one side to the information that you have from another one and how do they interact that's that's really um well we will keep talking about it, but I think this is a, a funny part of this, you know, how to discover all these, all these, uh, points and doing all these connection of dots. And, uh, another question we have today is how, uh, will artificial intelligence and generative design, uh, can link and can be related to take advantage of, of them. You know, like at the end of the day, we know that AI and generative design, uh, where they they are different process, but at the same time you can actually use them to create a design. So, what can you tell us about this?
1: Yeah, sure. Like that's a uh, like really good question, and I I have seen like in Autodesk recently published a model where they are using artificial intelligence for structural analysis and structural mm-hmm. section optimization. So like from my uh, past structural engineering background, if the buildings get more complex, a single model like analysis on a, a software takes like 30 minutes to one hour. And if you are like, uh, in, and also like if you're doing multi-objective optimization that how can I try different uh, openings in a house where I can change the size as well as monitor electrical consumption, energy consumption. So once you do like multiple uh, analysis for your problem, it becomes very much time consuming. And like it takes a day or two to find out what's the best solution for that problem. And using artificial intelligence, I think the the simulation time has gone reduced drastically. So right now, like I have seen models where they can do daylight analysis on spot, uh, structural analysis in very less time. So that will encourage uh, us more to explore the generative part because now it's not that time consuming. We are getting instantaneous results and uh, that will also help us uh, in design decisions.
0: Another, yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry. No, go, 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 please. And uh, also, I think uh, I am also interested in data-driven intelligent design. So right now, it's up to humans that we are designing the constraints of that generative design so what if uh uh like i an example would be let's say i want to design a canopy or overhang and mm-hmm. i just give in my generative design constraint that change the width and uh size of my canopy and give me the best uh, ex, uh canopy design which is efficient and maybe after some time uh, like you realize that the exploration you did does not have uh, efficient or best solution maybe you had to change the curvature of the canopy or maybe insert openings in the canopy so those are kind of parameters since you didn't introduce you you don't you haven't realized that the best solution is something which you didn't explore so i'm yeah. i'm expecting like machine learning to help us uh, like identify better constraints and uh, take us to where the best design lies rather than uh, redesigning constraints hey, this is this
0: is a really really good point like uh, first time to be honest that I listened to someone uh, putting it like that which I think is, is, is brilliant because uh, not only when you are creating a generative design process you are you you have the picture of the constraints that you you're thinking, and that's totally true because uh, that has happened to me. You know, like when I'm when I'm working on that, and and it's tricky because sometimes, uh, uh, just like I was saying, sometimes you don't have the data, you don't have the information. Maybe myself as an architect, you as an engineer, and another person as a, 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 a sustainable expert, uh, 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 different people has different thoughts, different constraints, right? So having a place where you can collect the like constraints like that, like, okay, I'm going to do a building and what's the best option that I, what are the constraints that I should have for this specific uh, geographic point with this specific number of people with this, uh, with this type of interactions inside the building, uh, the use of the building itself and all these constraints, they have different, all, all these, all these, um, uh, rules, they have different constraints. I would put it like that, and there, and and to, to be honest, like just like they like that's the reason where uh, data is more valuable than oil, right? Like because what what is the data that I need, and if machine learning can can help us to to make this easier for people working in generative design, I think yeah that that will be like really really interesting to see, you know.
1: Yeah. And, and when you mentioned like the example of architect engineer and sustainable engineer, I think like the problem also is growing is we we are losing multidisciplinary aspect and skill. So nowadays, mm-hmm. like oh, many times architects propose design which are not feasible for construction or which are not good for structural yeah. design. And that's why like many times like clients say like anyways, if contractor is able to figure out why should I pay more to architects? Or like so, me having like this kind of data, which is not like generic data, but also what are some successful building designs and using like okay, how was the structure, architecture, construction incorporated in those designs? So extracting those features of that data will be more uh, crucial, and it will augment us to think about bad, better design.
0: Yeah, totally. Because it's 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 not really feasible, and it's not really. Uh, well, it's not easy at all to just build like uh, uh, well, like these superstar architects' buildings. You know, like they come with these super uh, crazy shapes that everyone love. I think, like especially people that we are using technology and love parametric design, we look at it and we're like, yeah, it looks super cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's totally true. Like uh, to build something like that, it's uh, the requirements are really are really difficult in terms of uh, a structural. Design in terms of installation uh, for all the MEP facilities, all the operation of the building, the maintain the maintain, maintenance of the building itself, and this this um, I think we come coming again, and and I agree with you. We have to to figure out ways that uh we can also have a, a nice level of design, a good level of parametric design, maybe if you want to put it like that, but at the same time to to be real on the on the on what's the best uh, solution, efficient and efficient for the building, for the place, you know? I, I think it's all about, th- these two words are, are kind of like um, and hand-by-hand to artificial intelligence and generative design. It's all about efficiency and about improving the design for, well, for the real life, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and also like uh, best design is quite difficult in a construction project because mm-hmm. a best design for architect might be a worse design for structural engineer and a good design for structural might be okay design for architects. So yeah. it's not like best design for each discipline, like a good compromise where like all the disciplines are yeah. are working uh, together and uh, it's an integrated design.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because integrating a design is uh, with the process that we have at the moment uh, it's possible but it's just uh, it's hard it's difficult to to agree with all of them everyone has different thoughts uh, the architects want something the engineers want something and then you are modeling and modeling and modeling over and over and over on the same idea you know until and i think with this technology like if you are putting uh the constraints in the beginning uh it will be just really nice you know but uh but that, that comes with the learning part and how to use the technology. And that comes with another question today for that, uh, what is the best way to use these new technologies? Rather like uh, learn apps, learn the applications itself, or just uh, learn how to use the technology itself? Like uh, two different points there. So,
1: Yeah, I, I think this is quite important because like in this Instagram style of uh, learning, like I have seen like including myself and other colleagues where we see some good forms on the internet, and then we we ask which software was used to model this, and we <laughs> uh, we attend workshop. Okay, let's learn this. Let's make this cool form. But I think it's uh, it it's also like a problem or like the way that we work now, where the design with more likes is tend to be good, not the design with all the multidisciplinary aspects sometimes. So I think uh i think uh, i i foresee that one should be able to learn the how to solve the problem in in best way possible so because there are like several technologies available but yeah. uh, if if we know when to use which technology for which purpose i think that would be important skill because sometimes uh, let's say if i if someone wants to do quick uh, modeling one can also do it in sketchup or rhino or revit but which can give us shorter time with fast exploration. And if I, if I wanna do like construction documentation, I can do it in Revit or Rhino, but which is more suitable for which aspect? So identifying this technology, learning and able to deploy would be an important skill. Mm. And like some software which are, which are popular now, five years down the line, it, it might not be popular and all the industry might have moved to another software so it's it's your learning capability uh, which is like how fast can you learn how easy can you deploy would be crucial
0: yeah that's that's really not like how fast can it go because deployment is 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 not as easy as it looks like uh i think we have we are looking multiple technologies right now uh, giving birth and uh and they have been giving birth to them for like three years four years already and it's not something that is happening in in one second, you know, like not 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 every day we will see like uh, multiple softwares coming or multiple apps, just uh, uh, giving birth to artificial intelligence, because also we know that artificial intelligence is a field that is really vast, really big, and it can cover multiple, uh, even just talking, and even if we are just talking about AAC, it can cover a lot of, uh, of operations, you know? So, so I think this is, this is where, where I, I, I imagine myself like, uh, oh, not myself, but I imagine this technology, like, uh, being developed by people on the web, but also like a specific, uh, well, people developing their own technology to use it at the beginning. That's that's how I conceive it. I, I'm not sure how how it'll be because I cannot predict the future like uh, like machine learning. But uh, what the thing that I that I can that that's what I believe at the moment. Like people will start using this technology first, and in the future, I think we will we will start to look at more apps uh, coming out, like uh, just like uh, Instagram stuff like that, that just go to your smartphone and download. I don't know artificial intelligence for construction. And you're connected, and you can use it like really easy. Uh, who will use it? I think that will depend on the on the person and the the task that he has to develop, you know. And who will develop this technology? I think I think it will be developed by users and by people having needs, basically.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think uh, connecting it to your, uh, the point which we discussed earlier. So one is like uh, there are companies working on making it accessible to people without um, n- uh, much machine learning knowledge. So like if you look at apps like Runway ML, Low bi, you just open the website, select which machine learning you want to use, mm-hmm. add your image, and you get results instantaneously. But uh, there is always like uh, some uh, pros and cons. So. Initial stages, it's good that you are able to experiment and work it around. But as soon as, like, uh, if you want to customize uh, the tool for your solution, it might be a good idea that you go deeper. What are some uh, data I input in that model will change the output. So, like, uh, initial stages maybe have an exploratory mode where you try out different stuff, easy but later go deeper into the technology and depending on your profession or task like you, you can select few tools where you can use it to your advantage
0: yeah and that's that's also when we i think this 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 point also is important that the constant learning that will be crucial that you have share like that's something that i totally uh, agree on that uh, I think that a part of the reason that I came to this area of the field of the exploration was because I was just learning first parametric design. And then from parametric design, I was just like, well, I also can learn this and learn this and learn this. And I know I cannot, nowadays I accept that I cannot know everything because <laughs> it's impossible. But, uh, I think the, the importance is to, to don't give up on, on the, on the effort on trying to learn more, like even, the way the way that I put it is like maybe it's some days you just take ten minutes, like and but if you are taking every day ten minutes, you're gonna uh, start growing, you know, like a little by little. Like I know it's also difficult just to keep learning the whole time, but uh, I think and I would recommend to everyone uh, listening to the podcast that uh, start just reading, start just uh, being curious on on these applications that are out there and explore a little bit. There's nothing bad on there, and they're really fun, to be honest. These applications are uh, really fun. It's just like playing video games, but in a different way, <laughs> I would say that.
1: And that's a good point. Like, I think if, if I had not attended that workshop a year ago, I was like, okay, artificial intelligence, never in my life I would use it. It's just for computer scientists. But w- many times there are things you realize the importance once you start using it let's say when you uh, first start using parametric model, you see with a slider so many new designs can be generated. And you think like, oh, this is gonna be amazing. It will open up so many opportunities for my design workflow. So I I think Mm -hmm. uh, having like just curiosity to learn and try out different things can give you the push to learn more and more. And uh, to your point, I think in current uh, era, like there are several new papers Uh, publish every day in computer science and machine learning so it's difficult to keep track of what's everything going on so i think having a group of complementary skill sets where one of your colleague or friend is expert in this area one of in another area and you can constantly keep in touch with them okay what's going on in this and and that's that's how maybe you can keep track of what's going on in the field
0: yeah no and and this this point that you are uh, talking there it comes with the next question we have today like how fast this will this is going to evolve you know and how easy it will be to to use in a daily daily practice because everything is just like coming boom 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 from here from here and i think uh, and and this this advice was from a person that uh taught me a lot about parametric design back in the days and uh he always tried he always told me like uh, try that every time that you are doing parametric uh, design or you're doing something, is because you are actually working on that project, like use it for that, like no matter, like, uh, I mean, it's good to experiment, it's good to learn, but if you are like doing it and applying this technology in a project, then that's when you actually go deeper to it. So I, I will say that, yeah, bring all the things that you're looking, but try to do, use it in your daily life, like, uh, in your projects, in your, in your work. Otherwise, like, uh, don't be afraid to make a mistake. I think, I think it's more valuable to have the courage to take a step forward and trying to experiment with it.
1: Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Like I can literally watch 20 videos of parametric, but if I don't open grasshopper and do it, I'm not actually applying it or learning it. And once I do that tutorial, once I know how to implement, if I, it's, take it to the next step how can I use this approach in my daily project or another problem I'm solving I think that can lead you to many more ideas which you can't find over internet where you can mix three tutorials and make a new totally new product so like I think uh, that's a really good point that integration in daily workflow it should be kept in mind while learning this
0: yeah, it's 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 great if, if people has the the patience for it, and uh, and and how does how how do come into the question and how fast this will evolve? I think uh, you have a, here like another great point on the tra- transition into the web base. I really like this this uh, this point because we are looking like uh, multiple tools right now going just web base, and they are really powerful. Like. We, I'm, I'm amazed by the things that people are creating only on the web now. And uh, hopefully they will beat the market of the big corporations, <laughs> who knows? But uh, but uh, it's great that people that is developing this technology, you know?
1: Yeah, and like this web-based technologies make it accessible to anyone. Yeah, you can just open your phone and log it in into the website or you can use your computer. Let's say there are like some software which is very heavy to install not many people have the mm. laptop configuration or computer configuration to install it. And if you're working in an organization, you got to every time ask the IT that can you install this software? Can you install this? But if it's a web-based, you can use yeah. the remote server. It's It has uh, good speed, so you can get instantaneous results just from the web deployment. And uh, one point uh, in that section I want to add is, right now we are using like Rhino and maybe Ravid also like is using like CPU and there are more softwares Mm -hmm. which are using the GPU capabilities and like, it's so fast, like like hundred times faster for to do a simulation using GPU. And if you uh, like experiment with, uh, I have been recently experimenting with software like Houdini, which uses GPU and it's the generative aspect of Houdini. is so fast. Like I like it.
0: Nice. I haven't used it. Like, uh I, um, I'm gonna take a look. Maybe just with it. What? What? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah.
1: Like, uh, I, I, I did like a basic a few examples where I was using noise function to you like generate different types of landscape. And I think a lot of it, its application lies in all in gaming industry where you can design different game levels using those generative algorithms okay. and also interactivity. So. There are a lot of possibilities, and I think artist world is exploring a lot.
0: Okay. Yeah. Nice. Looks looks nice. But yeah, that's that's true. GPU is definitely faster than than the CPU process that we have, and uh, whoever like well the the tools that are taking advantage of using GPU instead of uh, connecting to the CPU, it's way better. Well, uh, we we know like a companies as, as NVIDIA are actually focusing a lot on this kind of technology. They are, com- they are like putting a big effort right now. So so yeah, I think like uh, what we are looking today, what we are experiencing today with the softwares, I think like, oh, I will put it like before computers were like adapting to the use of the software. And I think like in the, in the future that is coming, like software will have to adapt to the Applications that people are constructing, if this makes sense, you know. So, and this comes with, uh, and and will they become or be connected to an automation workflow? Do you think like generative design can be compared to automation, can be related to it? You do you see uh, artificial intelligence being like uh, automated for tasks?
1: Yeah, like I think uh, I have seen applications which are currently deploying it. If uh, if you have heard about Spacemaker AI or like some other web-based conceptual design workflow, they are using uh, artificial intelligence for out of all the generated solutions, what can be a good fit for the constraint? So as a filtering algorithm, as an optimization algorithm, also if if like there are many like in the image world, I have seen an automated workflow where you can use your face and like it changes your age, 50 years or you can make different faces based on it. So it's all, everything at the back end of the website is being automated using AI where they just, you feed in information of your data and you will get the output at the end.
0: Yeah, that's, it's just like that, like uh, the experiment. The way you experiment, uh, it's one part, but the the result of it, uh, it will bar, it will depend, you know, on the inputs that you you collect for for this technology. And it's definitely is something that I, myself like I think in the in generative design at least, I'm not sure like how big the automation will be. I think it will be faster. It will be easier to use in the in the future because I, I I believe that we will have more codes like in the in the open source and people grabbing codes like we were mentioning before and sharing codes from each other. I think this will help us a lot. But I also think it will help us to go to the next kind of like comprehension or understanding on how important it is to combine the 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 constraints of in a multidisciplinary technology you know like more than having a multidisciplinary team i, I see this this kind of uh, generative design being like the the first real multidisciplinary tech <laughs> i would put it like that so uh, yeah. how do how can we automate it i don't know. <laughs> go go go
1: yeah like i was just thinking like uh i wanted to add like i foresee like there would be like a plugins in grasshopper or dynamo where Right now, you're doing like daylight analysis with this plugin. There would be like a machine mm-hmm. learning developed plugin where you feed in data, okay, uh, how can I do daylight and structural analysis together and it can do much faster simulation. Even in, uh, like mm-hmm. I have seen like Runway, uh, which is like deploying machine learning models on the web. They have developed plugins for Photoshop where let's say I want to mask out a tree in the photo right now you can do like a quick selection tool and you use the periphery of the tree to mask it out now uh, one approach using machine learning is it uh, run a computer vision model that okay what are the objects in this photo trees cars and that okay just replace this tree with a new tree or a flower Mm, and you will be able to do that so the all the manual part of doing that is 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 getting replaced or automated so fast even in like uh in film industry i have seen like a machine learning deployed for green screen that i have like a background video so initially Mm. the industry was using rotoscoping technique where uh, around the person i'll select each frame and mask the person out now i can just say detect a person in this whole video mask it out that's it no, yeah. no, thousands of frame manual editing.
0: Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. That's actually that's a great point there because uh, it's it's different field using the technology which is also uh, artificial intelligence. just applying in a different field, and that's that's where the tricky part comes. You know, like um, how can we automate? What's the thing that we can, we can automate? Uh, in in my experience, in in construction. Uh, because we are talking about something that uh, we are talking about design and we know design always changes. it's not like a it's not like a, the car industry for example that it's always like the same car duplicated a uh, hundred times 300, three hundred three thousand times who knows you know uh, normally architecture has like um, every time the design is different or like it has like different compositions and i think like well, what I hope is that it can help us to move faster, just like you were saying here in this kind of clips, like if we are going to do a hospital, okay. Hospitals, they have really a lot of constraints, a lot of specific rules to operate, a lot of uh, uh, limitations even on what kind of diseases they can actually, uh, 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 well, work on on a, on a specific hospital rather than other hospitals, you know? And I think like if we collect this information, if we have the data, Maybe these kind of operations that that's where it will help us, you know, to to automate us, like, okay, I want a hospital let's say specific for cancer disease, something like this. And uh, okay, what you, what is it, what is the data? You will collect the data, maybe boom, boom, boom. This will come up and and create the the space for you, even, you know. But uh I don't know, this is what I what is kind of thing in my
1: Yeah, and know. I think like uh, it it would be uh, important that how uh, AEC folks uh, learn some aspect of data scientists because if let's say people outside AEC let's say they want to make a machine learning model of doing a good house design they'll take existing data of like room data and mm-hmm. like dimension size but w- we also know that house design varies drastically depending on the climate the site location so they don't know like few of the features which are important for design but if there is an architect or an ac person in that panel they can add okay i think you might also need to add pin code in your machine learning model so it takes care of the climate you might need to add the entry and the main direction of the house in your data point so that it takes care about the local aspect so I think understanding uh, machine learning model but also how data can influence design Mm -hmm. would become more and more important skill
0: yeah yeah I completely agree on that with you as well like uh, um, I don't see uh, a future where architects are not thinking about the constraints anymore and on the other hand I think with the technology that we have it will be easier to uh, actually for the first time to bring on board all these constraints, all these thoughts that we need, uh, still the, still the, the big problem uh, or the big, uh, next step to solve in my, in my perspective is, uh, who is collecting the data? Where is the data? You know, this is, this is still a question that I've been thinking for a while because, uh, well, well, for those that are unfamiliar with machine learning or artificial intelligence, they basically depend on data to, to be able to use it. So depending on this kind of, on, on the problems, well, the data will be different that you will require. And I think the, the main point right now is, okay, who who has switched data, who is collecting it? And that's the reason people is saying data is more valuable than, than oil. But, uh, but at the same time, like... Uh, those those organizations or those communities or those people that are interested in creating uh, an operation or a solution, I think those are the the first collecting data for for a purpose and and it's it's good to see that still like there's people sharing a lot of data you know like uh, trying to grow instead of trying to keep the valuable of the data you know and I think that's really important between the community that are uh, the sharing part. Uh, so anyone that uh, again that is coming to the to the artificial intelligence part, uh, keep sharing always. <laughs> it's it's a really nice way to to keep uh, learning from from each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think if you look at computer science industry or art industry, like everything, like most of their models, they are making it open source. It's available on GitHub. I can basically mm-hmm. use what model. Google or OpenAI developed and deployed for my. It's so much accessible, and we look at AC. Oh, it's diff, No one even shares the BIM 3D model <laughs> or Revit model, and yeah. we need that data. But uh, and also like it's it's important that you ma- mention that because like doing this kind of research, keeping storing data, maintaining it, doing research on it requires resources and money for it, and not a lot of projects or companies have. A good profit margin to invest in R and D for those. So,
0: uh, yeah, no, totally. Like I, I myself, I, I, I had the the opportunity on on working on a company, like being part of the leadership of the R and D process. And it's difficult sometimes to to do R and D while you also have to solve the projects. You know, so it's just like well, like a, a bit confusing and. And those who have the time and and the opportunity to have a fully R and D process and freedom, like God bless you guys uh, out there. Like uh, I'm I'm I feel really happy for people that is uh, having this kind of opportunity. But uh, I think it's important to just like you were saying, like make it make make it count for everyone, you know? Because uh, just like we are, not, like people is not sharing these models, for example, and that's an amazing point, like. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing right now. Like the last couple of days, I, I was looking at this video where uh, they are creating a, a 3D model of the of what uh, well, people is planning to create a 3D model of the whole world, right? And uh, and I was just looking at it, and I was just this is brilliant. Like thinking like this will be so much uh, so so good for everyone if we start like having this massive source of data and uh, just just accessible to everyone similar to what google earth for example has uh, it's a massive uh, uh, set of data there that you can collect to projects but uh if we actually have 3d models with more information than that than what google has at the moment and we have more specific information for design for construction for infrastructure and stuff like that i think the the value of this kind of uh, of models will be amazing and not just value in terms of economic i I'm, I'm more value for the experience that we will provide for the next generations to come here
1: yeah i just like to add uh, one small point i think currently in the design uh, we are not utilizing the true potential of like analysis so we do precedent study and site analysis and figure out okay what are the transportation modes nearby what are some restaurants and so but like if you look at geospatial data science of ArcGIS, like they using what are the how frequently people are using that mode what if you introduce this building there how how will it change it so using that data science with geography in mind and mm-hmm. using those predictions in your design can add a lot of value to client you can say to like the developer that after the building is constructed there would be this many people entering the building because there is a s- urban spot over there, so there is high frequency and a lot of good inside post building and during building design stage can be generated just from that data.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. opportunities are always there, and I think that's a good thing about having these kind of uh, conversations. That that's when you know, like someone comes up with, hey, what if this happened and Maybe you are hearing the next great operation on, on artificial intelligence. Who knows? what is it's true. And uh, to, fi- to 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 finish today our our episode, uh, Mayur, like, could you what what is your vision for the future of the artificial intelligence and, and generic design in the AC industry?
1: Yeah, uh, I think like uh, I I am optimistic that uh, we will uh, start learning. Uh, and utilizing the BIM data in in design. Like right now, I have seen like using Power BI, we are doing like few visualizations of what are different building programs. And with those few iterations, we are making the decision. But what if we combine all the BIM data in the past and make a recommendation tool that for this building, let's say, when the designer is deciding if I place program on first floor, then the tool automatically recommends then maybe to save cost, you should have this program on third floor, fourth floor, based on the past data that will optimize the cost that will reduce the embodied carbon energy. So using all the BIM data, not just model integration, but also data driven intelligence thinking where uh, it, it's helping uh, for to make the building more efficient, from all discipline point of view. Second is I'm thinking uh, more and more human machine integration in design. So let's say I'm drawing some bubble diagram for a building. If I mm-hmm. move one one uh, program from this place to other place, there are like agents which will self-organize that the few rooms will uh, move from here to there. And overall, the building design or arrangement is uh, optimum because the agent knows that if this bedroom goes here, then maybe the living room and the toilet should move to reflect with this human move to make a good Mm. home design. So that kind of reinforcement learning training algorithm would be helpful that it's not human intelligence, but also Mm. machine intelligence working together to make a good solution. And lastly, I think the importance of data using API in the design using network communication so right now we we are very like single software uh, approach where we will either design in rhino grasshopper revit but what if like i uh, there are plugins in grasshopper where you can import geometric data urban data but i'm thinking that uh, if we know api i can connect basically the best solutions from all over the world i can uh, using that API can call information from a tool developed in uh, by someone which is good at uh, transportation, mm-hmm. uh, integrated in grasshopper. I can call some flooding or future mm-hmm. sustainability model prediction and integrate in grasshopper. So calling those different websites, using those information, which, which problem they are solving would be important. And also like integrating machine learning in day-to-day workflow. Yeah, this this it's really nice, really nice
0: thoughts there. Yeah, yeah the, the especially this last one, like I think, like um, the well, I I would say that the definitely the the job of the architect uh, is changing, just like the engineering and the sustainable engineering and all the people that is involved in the AEC is actually. Being transformed nowadays, uh, technology is actually helping us to do this, and it's in a way I would say that it's forcing us to, to change the, the, mindset, changing the perspective, how we operate, how we share, and uh, and to be honest, I think like uh, having vision, like uh, having the vision like this, like uh, all the all the possible things that you can actually create when if 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 people actually is able to call apps just like that in a really easy way. Uh, just to operate I think the results that we can provide to the to the citizens to the cities to the buildings uh, to the economics of the of the place to the environment itself on the area and the results of cities will be uh, completely different to what the the experience that we have today you know like uh, it's funny how how you go to some cities and the cities they have uh, buildings that uh, have been there for over than 150 years. They have uh, buildings that are really old and they still uh, work and they are uh, still living buildings, which is great, but I know that those buildings, uh, they are not uh, bringing like any, uh, I will say like uh, in parentheses, they are not bringing any wealth to the city itself, you know, because it it was, it was, it was, uh, uh, it was uh, born in a different time. It was, it was, developed for a different uh, purpose, you know, and people is readapting. And sometimes readapting is not just uh, an easy task, especially when cities keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And, uh, and let's see where, where all this information takes us, like, like uh, how, how, do, how does it goes. But uh, it was amazing to, to listen to you, mayor, today and having this uh, brief discussion on the foundation of uh, artificial intelligence and design. Yeah, anything else you wanna you wanna mention today before we, we finish our episode?
1: Yeah, I think like thanks a lot, Samuel, once again, for uh, this conversation. It was nice to discuss and know your thoughts and it, it was amazing. Last thing I want to tell is like I think it's it's quite important that uh we step up and learn uh architectural and technology and integration in AC. Because if we don't step in the game right now, learn these things and deploy, people from other industry will develop, and then ten years later we are just using other industry technology in AEC. So mm-hmm. why not we uh, develop those thinking, create the solution, and lead the forefront? And and a lot of people comment that AEC is one of the last field to adopt technology, but I think we should change those things uh, at this point. Uh, There were limited technological applications in AC because in order to develop a software, you also need some domain knowledge. But with artificial intelligence, if you feed data, maybe the data-driven tool developed by a software engineer from past building data may be better than what you can sketch and do it. So it's, it's, it's high time that we learn this technique because artificial intelligence, it's also removing the domain expertise part in many solutions.
0: Uh, sorry for that. Uh, I I gotta sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry for this. Nice. Uh, um, I completely agree on that, man. Like uh, I think we are the experts that uh, are supposed to lead the path. Uh, it's 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 just a logical thing to do. Just like a, a just like a doctor knows what he needs to create like a a, a cure for a disease. Uh, well architects and engineers they know how to to create stuff or like in a specific act because that's our field and that's our domain and and the technology should be developed by those that have the expertise on it not by people that uh is um well not not by using technology that's coming from people that has no experience on on the field because it's 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 really important to understand that uh that at the moment we are still the humans that have, has the constraints, know the limits, know the multidisciplinary tasks that can, can be elaborated uh, rather than the people that is not in the field. And it's definitely, uh, and, and the way I see that, I think it's super important that people start to jump in programming, start to jump in you knowing code in a different language uh, as much as they can. Uh, don't get crazy on it because we know it's too much. But try to to just like we were saying, to do a daily practice on this because uh this will completely change the market and this will completely uh revolutionize again the world, I think. You know. So again, Mayuri, it was great to have you in this in this episode and uh and and, and amazing to listen to these ideas that you have at the moment. Uh, such an honor. If anyone has uh, any doubts and, and wanna wanna know more about the... Uh, uh, artificial intelligence design feel free to contact major mystery uh to linkedin he he's out there i'm pretty sure he can give you great uh, advice and you can establish a great conversation with him about this kind of technologies how to use them uh, if you require anything about it uh great great uh, um thoughts he he's having and, and i'm definitely we will see more of your work in the in a recent future major so thanks again for for being today with us
1: my pleasure. And I also share a lot of my experiments on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. So if, uh, if anyone wants to check it out, that how like in the past months I have been developing the skills and tools, feel free to check it out.
0: Yeah, hey, yeah, completely. I, uh, it, we will, we will. Me and uh, anyone else that is listening, I'm pretty sure we can jump, yeah, jump there as well to see really good stuff. Well, well, thanks. Now you're, Thank you. See you. Thanks Good a lot,
1: Samuel.